the way that our beliefs dictate our reality is they act as filters in our life. So if we've got these different beliefs, they're like having a set of glasses on our head or contact lenses and that belief of nobody likes me, right, because I'm not worthy, you are actually seeing that all the time in your reality because you're filtering for that. You're filtering to see that thing. Our minds don't want to make liars out of us. Welcome to Reclaiming Confidence, your go-to podcast for people who want to find peace with food, quit binge eating and heal their food and body relationship. I'm your coach, Nicole Lillian. Welcome everybody to episode 25. I have a super special guest here with me today, one of my dear best friends recently (laughs) and an absolute gem um, of a woman to be in her presence. Her name is Brianna. I don't know how to pronounce your last name yet. Sor Giovanni. (laughs) We'll run with that. And Brianna is a mindset coach. She's also the founder of Giddy Up Goals and from what I understand, the last few months, she has really accelerated in her business to taking grasp of what she truly wants to do, which is help women to empower themselves through the use of changing their mindset. So Brianna, welcome to Reclaiming Thank Confidence. Thank you so much. You did a good job with my last name. <laughs> How do you pronounce it? Did I say it right? Oh, look, if you want to be really Italian about it, it's like so Giovanni, but if you just want to be normal, so Giovanni is really okay. good, honestly. That's going to be a constant thing that comes up now in your interviews. <laughs> totally. Every time. Every time I'm on the phone, they misspell it, but it's all good. Sorry, I have a question for you to get the brain cells running this morning because I believe you're two hours behind me now since I'm in Queensland. If you could be anywhere in the world right now, where would you be? Well, I'm going to go with LA. Oh, why? Have you been yeah. there? I have been there before and my partner and I have kind of a goal to do a bit of a stint there. Oh, there's just something about it. I love driving through the streets, something about the people there. Like I'm, I think my mentors at the moment that I'm kind of looking up to are living there. And I just feel like it's a real vibe for me at the moment. Um, and I just find Americans really fascinating. I love talking to them. So that's where I would like to be. And what is your drink of preference nowadays? Oh, alcoholic. Just whatever comes to mind. Oh, Cause I'm not <laughs> a massive drinker. Um, I'll take a cow. Ceremonial cacao. cacao. Yep. Vibing it at the moment. Um, fell in love not with your it a juice fast? Of months ago. <laughs> no, not my juice glands. Oh, I can't <laughs> even look at another, I can't even look at another juice. Oh, I did a recent three-day juice cleanse and it was different. It was different. It was um, yeah, it was a challenge, but um, yeah, not nah, not the juices at the moment. Can't go wrong with a good cup of cacao. Took a while for my taste buds to adjust to the bitterness, but you you end up loving it just like coffee. I think after a while, that's for sure. I'm really interested because I know part of your story and it's definitely something that's super inspirational, but I would love for you to go into what brought you here today. What were the main pivotal moments in your life and why are you this Brianna now? Yeah. Wow. Such a broad question. And it's funny because I think when you're in business and you the reason that you're helping people is because of the experiences that you had you're you're working with it day in day out and then someone asks you that big broad question it's like whoa where do you begin kind of growing up I've always been a little bit I don't know different maybe I felt like I, I grew up with you know older siblings and older cousins so I always kind of like matured a little bit faster than other people my age and I always felt like I don't know there was something a little bit different about me and then 
I hit my late teens and I went through like a really challenging time. I feel like it was like a mini identity crisis. I felt like this almost urge to go against the grain. Like we we kind of grow up with this conditioning and this programming of like, okay, this is what you do now. You finish high school, you go to uni or you study and then you get a job and make sure it's well-paying and then you're good to go, right? And then you're secure. And I kind of, I don't know, I studied a few different degrees and nothing really vibed with me and kind of had to tell my parents, yeah, cool, I'm going to drop out of one of my degrees that I kind of was already halfway through and that was really challenging. And I don't know, I just had this fire to want to go against the grain and I think that's where it all started and then I went through a really challenging time mentally and I kind of got told okay cool so this is the way things need to be and I was like but do they have to be that way like just because I've been told this is what's going on for me at the moment is that something that I have to really um follow and and live by like something didn't feel quite right like I can see other people living their goals and their dreams and they seem really happy like surely there's like a method here. Surely something, there's something here that I can follow. And so I was probably around 19, 20. And I feel like there was this big identity crisis where I was like, okay, I can either follow this road that I've kind of been conditioned and programmed to follow my whole life, or I can kind of go against that, which is going to have its own challenges in itself. But that feels right. Like that feels more aligned. I feel like I don't really know what's going to pop up on this path. I don't feel really prepped for it. Um, but I can follow that. Um, yeah, you know, there's, there's an option there for me to follow it. I had this kind of fire to really want to do that. So for me, that looked like, long story short, I when I was going through a really challenging time mentally, I found the power of kind of personal development and mindset. And I started to attend these different boot camps and these um, different seminars, um, attended a few Tony Robbins workshops. When I realized how that helped me on my journey, I already had this, this kind of inkling to want to do things differently and then I had this this realization that things really can be different if we believe they can be different when I started to change what was going on for me internally I started to see the external really start to shift I met my partner who as cliche as it sounds I really do think he is my soulmate we are so aligned in so many different ways and I just started to notice that like things just felt like they fell in place like don't get me wrong there was challenges along the way but I just realized like, whoa, when we just honor what we really want and don't worry about what everyone else is saying or what we feel like we have to do to make our friends, family, whatever happy, so much shifts just by doing that and then continuously following that path and just holding that faith, everything seemed to align. And I realized like I need to help more women with this. Like, and if they have a goal or if they, they, they know that they're destined for more and they know that they've got this unused potential, how can I help them firstly set their goals and figure out what they truly freaking want and then figure out where those mental roadblocks popping up for them and how can we work through them so that they don't have to tell themselves again, that they can't achieve that because of X, Y, and Z. So they don't have to hold them back. Um, So in a real long-winded roundabout way, that's kind of how I ended up here. I started to help women and I started to notice like more people don't know about this. Like I I just fell in love with seeing the kind of the light bulb flip for them and go, whoa, hold on a sec. And they just question everything that they've believed kind of up until this point. Yeah, that's kind of what drives me today and what I'm really passionate about. That's perfect. So tell us a little bit more about, you mentioned mental challenges Mm. and what you're going through at that stage of your life, I believe when you were around like 19, 20, can you tell us a little bit more about what you were facing? The reason it started was because um, I went to, yeah, I guess like a, a really good um, co-educational school and I was 
head girl of that school, right? And that was kind of, it's a really good honor, really, um, of the school that I went to. But it was funny because I really went against the mold with that. Like, if you looked at every head girl before me, they were like a straight A student and they were like really follow the book. And like, I wasn't a straight A student. I was kind of like bubbly and kind of friends with everyone. And I got masked head girl. And then um, I went through a really challenging time. I, like I said, I feel like I was going through like a bit of an identity crisis, started to question who I really was. And I went through like a, a breakup. I really fell into this state of depression. Like some days mum and dad would drop me off at school and I'd call them and say, you have to pick me up. Like, I don't feel like I can be at school today. And um, it was during that time as head girl when I was kind of known as this big bubbly Brianna where I really didn't feel like big bubbly Brianna every single day. I felt like I had to put up this facade and be this different person. And, and I found that really challenging, having to kind of fake it every day and feeling like I couldn't talk about, I couldn't even, I didn't even tell my friends what was going on because I felt like I'm supposed to be this one person, but how I'm feeling is completely different. And then what if I tell them they're like, oh, well, she is a fake. She's just faking it. She's not really bubbly. Um, and it's really not how I felt at the time. And I felt like I had to show up for it. And so that was really challenging, kind of showing up completely different to how I felt. Um, and that kind of spiraled. I went through like a breakup. Um and I questioned a lot of things about myself. Um, I felt like I a lot of friendship shifted for me. I didn't really know who I could trust and go to. And yeah, I fell into this state of like, I was just crying every day. I lost a ton of weight because I wasn't eating. And I kind of got to the point where I was like, okay, does this have to be the only way? Like, is this what I'm going to accept for the rest of my life? I'm going to kind of fall into this, I felt like a trap almost. Um, or can I try something new? And so, yeah, it was almost like that spark. It was almost like I knew there was something more out there for me. And then I, I followed that slowly, but surely it took me a little bit of time. Like, and I had amazing support from my family and, um, you know, they didn't put any pressure on me to kind of do things. But yeah, that's kind of what happened and, and creating that space for myself, I think, and eventually taking the pressure off and going, what do I want and what can I follow here and having that really good support kind of helped me really come out of that I guess. So where did you find the support to be able to bring those thoughts into focus? You mean from like a family point of view? Well where wherever it came from because I could yeah. imagine that when you're in that space it's really hard to even believe otherwise or think otherwise right like that's why we go see coaches or other people and so yeah what like reflecting back what was some of the triggers that started bringing curiosity into your mind. I really looked up to um, one of my cousins that had started a business and kind of seeing how her mindset was shifting. She borrowed me a book. Actually, I remember it was called The Magic of Thinking Big. Um, and it was just kind of questioning things and looking at things from like a different angle and giving you a different perspective. And you kind of go, oh, okay. There is a different way that we can look at things here. And then I remember I got to a point where I was like, cool, nah, no more dating. I'm not putting my attention on that in, anymore. And I, I focused on myself. I got to a point where I was like, all right, that's it. The focus is coming on me. I'm going to focus on building this beautiful relationship with myself where I love myself, where I'm going to get into a state where I'm the happiest I've ever been. And it was funny because during that time I met my partner when I was like I'm not focusing on anyone else and like it's funny because a while I kind of like denied it for a while and I was like no 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 we're not catching up I like taking the relationship any further and I just couldn't couldn't deny it and we just kind of got on like a house on fire but it was kind of like a I guess it was like one little thing 
And then I was like, mm. okay, cool. And then that I just followed another little thing, which might have been like another book recommendation. I just remained really open. I think rather than accepting, like, okay, this is how I feel for have to feel forever. And that's the way, and that's the way things have to be. I, I kind of kept this spark of curiosity. And then I met my partner who was also really growth-minded. And then we went to events together. And it was just kind of like, I don't know, you've almost got to start with this trust in yourself and trust that there is more and that there is something different. And it does come with its challenges. But I think even when other people are on the outside of you, and I think that's the biggest thing as well. Sorry if I'm going on a bit of a tangent here, but um even though people support you and love you, it's okay. People can support you and love you and be there for you, but have a different mindset too. And I think that can be the most challenging thing is wanting wanting the support and acceptance for the people that have been there the most for you, but they might not necessarily see what you're seeing, if that makes sense. I think that's mm. a kind of different topic in itself. But um, yeah, to answer your question, getting inspiration, um, keeping that curiosity open um, and then just following the little inklings from there. Mm. Yeah. So I think like what you're trying to say about two people seeing things in a completely different way, right? It's when you could be in the situation of somebody saying, well, the best thing for you to do is go see a therapist, but then another person might be like, no, but you just need to do some exercise. So everybody has a different mindset right and Mm. so that person who loves you and supports you might believe that they're doing it in a way of their own programming Mm. but really to you there's another way that you want to do it is that what you mean hey yeah yeah exactly and it's that thing of going I I appreciate you wanting to be there for me but there's just this something else here that I want to do you know what I mean and trying to maintain Mm. that relationship in a way where you're like I appreciate your support um but I'm feeling I'm, I'm being pulled in this direction. It's just something that I want to try and, and try not to mm. disappoint them, I think is one of the most challenging things. But yeah, the more you grow and develop, you realize that they're, you know, people are just running on their own conditioning and programming and they don't mean anything maliciously from it. They, they are trying to protect you and keep you safe, especially the people that are closest to you. Mm. So how did you navigate those invasive thoughts of I'm going to hurt them or let other people down if I don't listen to what they're saying? I think it's about getting to that state of not worrying about who's right or who's wrong and just going based on our experiences of our life and what we're witnessing and how we're filtering reality right now. We're both right according to our different realities and how we're seeing things. So I think that was the biggest thing is just going, okay, it's not about me showing up because, you know, those those thoughts, they, they nag at you and sometimes you want to go, well, I'm right because of X, Y, and Z and it makes you feel better and then you're kind of internalizing that and then the next time you have a conversation with that person you've got that energy kind of flows through kind of like the frustration in the conversation so I think recognizing like it's okay we can both be right in our own ways they don't have to see it from my point of view I can know this within myself and I can find a support network that also understands that point of view like and finding a, a network where you can talk about those things within just going like cool I'm going to set a boundary here I know when I start to talk about not wanting to pursue a full-time job, for example. I know when I'm talking about, you know, um, pursuing my dream life, I know how that arises with conversations, for example, with my parents. So I'm just going to choose to not hide it from them or anything like that, but I'm just going to kind of choose who I have those conversations with. I know they love and support me from one point of view, but I kind of don't have to tell them everything 
we can see things differently and we can still love each other and have a respect for one another. Um, Mm. Because I think those thoughts, when they are invasive, they want you to be reactive, but you don't necessarily have to be. Does that make sense? Definitely. Everybody has a different perception Mm. and the quicker we can come to acceptance of that, people might not actually get you literally, no matter what you say, the quicker we find peace and appreciation and gratitude for that relationship to remain nurtured and loved and cared for. I remember a lot of the times before personal development, I always felt like the world was against me and everybody was against me. No one understood me. And so I was stuck in that victimhood mentality as I feel a lot of people are. And it isn't until I did my studies in NLP, which same as you, and you recognize, holy shit, they might not actually get me. It's got nothing to do with me, what's right and wrong. It's just their own programming. And there was just so much peace in that discovery that set me free from trying to always prove myself and trying to always be right, especially in relationships, right? Because especially as females, we just yearn for these relationships to go well all the time and be supported and be accepted. So sometimes I feel like we go, we go against the grain the moment that we try to prove ourselves and we sacrifice what we want most, which is the love and connection. So through understanding that people have two different perceptions, I feel like it really does bring a sense of peace back to the system and within the environment of the relationship itself. Hey, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and the more that we honor what we want and who we are and, and kind of don't apologize for that thing, the more we attract like-minded relationships, for example, our relationship. And so would you say some people, if we were to put it into a scenario, some people right now might be facing off with a lot of judgment. They feel like people are judging them. They're judging people for all these opinions and decisions and vice versa. Mm. It's like you have your opinion. I have my opinion. That's okay. But now let's just like kind of, you know, move on from this. Like you find acceptance within that space. So instead of judging that person for like, why the heck do you want chocolate ice cream? We can be like, well, oh, he just likes chocolate ice cream for whatever reason. I like strawberry and that's okay. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Accepting it for what it is. Trying to see it from their point of view. Go, Oh, that's interesting. You know, that's interesting. Mm. Rather than it being like a a judgment um, or like there's something wrong with them. It's like, that's interesting. And becoming curious, I think, um, really Mm. helps with that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find as humans, we like to always find a conclusion on things? So if something is going wrong, it's like I've got to figure out why. So for somebody like that, curiosity is really hard because it's like, no, but I've got to know. <laughs> why have they said this? Why have they done this? But, yeah, I guess tell us a little bit more about that. What were the biggest mind, mindset shifts you've made to find peace in your world? Yeah. Oh, um, the biggest mindset shifts, oh, okay, the biggest, like you mentioned, coming out of that victimhood mentality and kind of realising like from a mindset point of view rather than going, okay, everything's happening to me and nothing's changing, um, how could I make things happen for me instead? What if everything was actually happening for me? Um, and making that shift, you actually start to see how things are planning out for you. Um, that's a massive shift rather than going so much stuff is happening to me. Like this happened in my day and this happened in my day and see, I'm like 
I just don't have luck. Um, and when you can flip that to like, yeah, it's all happening for me. You're like, oh my gosh, thank you universe. Like I see you doing that. Like, I know that's a bit spiritual woo woo, but that's honestly what I say. I'm like, thank you. I see you. Like I can see how this is planning out. Like even if something pops up, I'm like, I see how that happened so that this other thing could come to fruition. Also that I could learn that thing. I think that's another thing of the biggest mindset shift is not always needing to be right and going, I'm a learner of life. I'm actually here to learn. The more I learn, the more I grow, the more I can pass this on to the women that I work with. Do you want to explain to us what mindset even means? Mindset is one of those things that is popping up more and more, especially with what's happened in the world the past year. It's becoming more prevalent around how like how important it really is. But it's also one of those things where people are like, cool, I can I use it in I use it in my language, like I say things like their whole perspective has shifted or their whole outlook has changed, right? And this is all all these words interchangeably used with the word mindset, but we don't really understand like what the heck it means and how we can relate it back to us. So um, if you were to look it up, it's um, the definition is around like a set of attitudes that we hold as individuals, right? And that's technically like really what it is. It's like different attitudes that we hold about different things, based on different experiences we've had in our life and what we've made them mean about us and what we've made them mean about the world and about our life. Um, and then basically all of these different attitudes come together to form like our overall mindset. Um, that's why like if you are to, if you think of someone who um, in your life, who you're like, man, they've just got such a positive mindset. They don't generally have just like a positive um attitude or mindset about one thing in their life it's usually like a bunch of different things that they um look at with a different perspective that kind of forms their overall mindset um and so the way I like to define it I came up with my own definition because I was like it can get really confusing unless it's explained to you is that our mindset is a mind that has been set or made up over time right over the course of our life we've kind of decided how we think about things in certain ways that we look at things and that's created our mindset I think the biggest misconception is that because it's our mindset and that's the way we are and we can't change. And I think, um, yeah, the biggest thing about something that's been set is that we can always do a reset. You know, there's conditioning and programming that we've had usually from birth, but we can shift it. We can do a change, like um, we can change it up. So that's how I like to look at um, mindset. There's lots of different things we can do to kind of um, change how we see things or look at things, but um yeah, that's how I like to explain it. That's just spot on. That really hits home. So yeah, that's awesome. And so who is it that you'd say you help for the person who's like, I don't even know if I have a mindset problem. Like, would I benefit from this and stuff? Who, who is it that you actually help? What might the person be feeling or going through? Yeah, such a great question because mindset can be really broad. Um, so I would say it's, it's usually like an inkling of like, I know there's more. And I can't quite put my finger on it. You're feeling like a literally a hamster on a hamster wheel where you're like, I'm not going anywhere fast. Like I'm trying to do all these different things, but nothing's really shifting. Um, if you feel like, you know, you're made for more, if you're currently in a job or in a career and you're like, okay, I'm in this because I fell into it, but it's not really making me happy anymore. Right. And you might have a bit of a conflict of, I should like it. I should be grateful for it. It pays me good money, but there's still something more. And I know I'm destined for it. And um, I guess you have little things that pop in little um, thought patterns that are like, Oh, but I couldn't do that because I would, um, 
be making less money or I couldn't do that because X, Y, and Z. I couldn't start my business, like all those little nitty gritty things. Um, and I guess the biggest thing is knowing you've got this potential there. And it is like a knowing. It is like a, um, those pockets of inspiration or those pockets of, oh, I could do that thing, that little spark of motivation and then being held back by what's usually called our ego um, or our, our mind trying to keep us safe. So it's usually ambitious and driven women who know they're ready for more. They're ready to make a change. Um, and they're really open, I think, to the experience and going, yeah, cool. I'm really open to this. I'm seeing mindset pop up. Um, um, the biggest thing is a feeling like um, kind of and reverse engineering the equation. So like if you're not enjoying what you're seeing in your reality, mm. that's usually comes down to the actions that you're taking and the actions that we take a lot of the time depend on how we are feeling about something. And that is usually linked to our mindset and our thought patterns. So like, it's likely we kind of need to reverse engineer the equation. Mm. So would you say the thoughts are creating the emotions and the emotions are creating the thoughts and that's generating your actions. So if we want to change the actions that you're taking in your life, we need to go into what thoughts you're constantly reinforcing and what emotions that is generating and understand the outcome that you're creating for yourself so we can change that and transform that to something that is what you desire yes exactly yeah I think with thoughts people are like well that's too simple like that's not going to change my life but thoughts are usually attached to and actually stem from um, deep-rooted beliefs that we have about ourselves that we don't even realize so that's kind of what you work through with the mindset coach is actually peeling back the layers and going, oh my gosh, I've had this thing buried within me without even realizing um, from my childhood because this thing happened and this is how I attach meaning to that thing. So mm. it's it's it definitely is thought patterns. How can we literally rewire our mind on kind of um, the neural connection um, on a neural connection level, um, and also like our belief systems as well, which are really linked to those thought patterns generally so yeah you you, you um, explain that perfectly let's say I was having a thought of everybody doesn't like me right constant thought and we're like oh, okay first we would want to consciously recognize the thought that's playing a role into the outcome so okay everybody's not doesn't like me and then underneath that what you're saying is well why do you believe that and then we go into the beliefs and then those beliefs where are you do you do you find that when you get to the beliefs, you're able to go deeper into the root cause of where that narrative really began? And then that really helps the client themselves to go, oh, okay, so I actually made this up. And if I made it up, I can undo it and make something else up. And that becomes my reality. Yes, exactly. And when we hit that belief, I can see it. Like I can see they've hit it and they're like, oh my gosh, yes. Like for example, that thought pattern of um, nobody likes me or everybody thinks this certain way of me, it might actually be linked to this deep-rooted belief of like I'm not good enough for people to like me or mm. I'm not worthy for people to like me. And consciously, if I was to ask you, do you think you're worthy? People go, yeah, of course I am, right? But until we dig deeper and they go, oh my gosh, I actually don't believe that on a deep level. And when I kind of, when we get to that, I can see it. They're like, oh my gosh, yes. And it's almost like even just the awareness of it, it kind of lifts that burden that's been mm. holding onto them without them even realizing. And then they're aware of it and they're like, okay, but I don't want to believe that. Like, how can we rewire that on like a subconscious level? Yeah. To answer your question, that's exactly what happens. We kind of hit that 
belief, we can figure out well, what do we want to believe instead? Like, do you truly, truly believe that? Well, no, not really. Okay, cool. How can we kind of um, instill a different belief? The best way to do that is through repetition to um, really make that strong neural link in the mind. And then the way that our beliefs dictate our reality is literally they act as filters in our life. So if we've got these different beliefs, they're like having a set of glasses on our head or contact lenses and that belief of um, nobody likes me, right? Because I'm not worthy. You are actually seeing that all the time in your reality because you're filtering for that. You're filtering to see that thing. Our minds don't want to make liars out of us. So it's reinforcing that belief. And over time, the evidence that you're seeing it just makes that belief stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. So we want to make this new belief, this new empowering belief, we want to make that stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. So we put almost these new glasses on, put on this new filter system. We start to see why I am good enough and why I can do that thing. And then it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And it kind of the cycle mm. continues. Does that make sense? Definitely. What are some of the questions somebody, well, you might ask your clients and give to your clients to figure out what they want to believe instead of. So let's say we've found a belief that isn't serving us. How can we go about asking ourselves the questions to figure out what it is we want? Because I find that's a constant thing that comes up for my clients is we struggle so much to even know what we want because for so long we've known what we don't want and the mind doesn't know like don'ts and can'ts, right? It just knows the word you state. So it's constantly manifesting whatever you're saying. So we wonder why we're telling ourselves I don't want to gain weight or I don't want to be a failure. And then that keeps showing up in our lives because we're manifesting that we're speaking into that. So what are some of the questions we can ask ourselves to start figuring out what we want and a new form of belief that's going to support us? Yeah. I love that. Such a good question and such a good point about um, our minds not recognizing the don'ts and the wants. Um, so what I literally ask my clients, and it takes a little bit of time, like like you said, they're not used to believing this thing. So it comes a bit of a shock to the system. It's not like you unravel this old belief and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, ta-da, I now believe this new thing. Um, it does take a little bit of time and kind of rewiring because that's literally what we're doing. So I literally ask my clients like, so what do you want to believe instead, right? And they'll say something and I'm like, how does that fit and how does that sit and how does that land with you, right? And they're usually like, oh, and we keep working until we kind of find a phrase that they're like, I love that. I don't feel like I believe it just yet, but I love the idea of believing that. So like, it usually takes a few goes. They're like, I want to believe this instead. I'm like, I can usually see on their face and they're like, mm, nah, let's try something different. And we, we work it into like a phrase usually where they're like, I could get behind that. And I think the biggest thing is that um, the misconception is that we have to believe that thing straight straight away. But quite often we've got to practice feeling that and and um, feeling into it. And the more that we do that, the more we actually our mind starts to pick up on filtering why that thing's true and it becomes easier to believe it. So it definitely takes a bit of faith to start with. But that's what I ask him. What what would you like to believe instead? And we get to this phrase or this conclusion mm. of what they want to believe about themselves. Mm. Yeah, I love that. It makes so much sense. And it's so simple, right? I feel we have a tendency to really complicate things. We're literally addicted for things to be complicated. It's like you tell somebody it's easy and they're like, hold on a second, I've got to find all these other pieces to do and to like make it harder, literally. So it can be that easy, but I think the important thing to notice 
in what Bree said is that it is a process and it's just like for years on end, you've constantly been reinforcing a belief unconsciously. You, It's going to take time to reinforce a new belief. And this time though, you're doing it with awareness and consciousness. So it just has so much more power behind it now because you're in full embodiment of your truth. I think by that point, you're like, I know me now instead of not knowing me and then being unsure about me, like you can really start to back yourself then once you know more about yourself. So extremely powerful, that's for sure. And you mentioned that um, way back when you were telling us about your story, you were talking about times where you didn't feel prepared to do certain things. Like what was it? Um, Yeah. You mentioned that you didn't feel prepared to go into certain things at times. And I want to know how did you move through into doing things you wanted to do even when you weren't prepared? Mm -hmm. Such a great question. Um. And it's funny because looking back on retrospect, I'm like knowing what I know now, but I'm like, what did I, how did I actually move through that at the time? Mm. Um, I think it's like trying to maintain that inspiration and trying to find people that have done it and can give you those words of wisdom and, and remind you that you don't always have to be prepared and you don't always have to know how it's going to work out and those different books and different YouTube videos or different I don't even think it was you know podcast wasn't a thing but um I think maintaining that inspiration and just going uh, I think as well accepting like it's it's just because you have this inspiration and just because you have this inner knowing it does not make it like a straight journey like the challenges are going to come up and I think accepting it and recognizing at the time like it's going to be challenging but that's okay it means I'm I'm moving through the discomfort um so yeah I'm trying to think what else I think you nailed it it's just like have it's hope isn't Mm. it yes exactly Mm. maintaining that faith even when like everything looks like you should not be maintaining the faith it's Mm. just maintaining it anyway Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I noticed that like I'm starting to train myself to do is like anything that is new is going to feel impossible. There's going to be resistance there because you haven't created evidence as to why it can work Mm. and you never really got to know how until you do it. Right. So coming to the realization that you never really got to know how, but when you are in those places of resistance of really struggling because you are stepping into something new And you know deep down that this is the thing for you, but you're just struggling for that. Just turning to people that you know are already in that space and being careful with who you share your aspirations and goals with because in that process of trying to gather information and a new belief that you can do it and you can change, everybody else's opinions of why you can't are going to overpower your efforts to believing why you can in that process where it's really, really vulnerable. Right. So yeah, I feel for myself, just turning to the people who are open-minded, who are doing the things, who are doing the work and moving through fear and the challenges just as a reminder that, Oh, this is just the process. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know that hundred percent. It is so the process 
and you have to be so careful about who you're sharing different things with you have about learned as well you have different friends for different things um mm. it doesn't make them bad people but they'll project their own fears onto you and if you're not literally energetically cleansing or saying like no we don't believe that it can filter through and you've just got to be so um yeah careful yes. i guess yes so I ask everybody um, this this question who come on the podcast. So I'm going to ask you, what is having a good food and body relationship look like to you? Oh, I love this. Yes. To me, it looks like not restricting yourself and also being able to look in the mirror when you're having a, and I put this in quotation marks, like a a fat day or a bloated day and being able to say, thank you, body. Mm. Um, That comes from experience. Like I went through years of like dieting and I was like, felt so constricted. And every time I said I couldn't have chocolate or salt vinegar chips, that's all I freaking wanted the whole week. And I felt, (laughs) felt torturous. Salt vinegar chips. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) um but looking at it from like i don't have to restrict myself if i want it i can eat it but do i actually feel like that like do i like how that makes Mm. me feel Mm, nah maybe i'll just i'll wait for that and that's okay i think giving your 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 choice back i think is a big one for me oh i love that yep reclaiming your choices again around food yeah yes yes oh thank you so much for sharing that and i suppose can you share with us what's life here right now what's currently happening in your space yeah I would love to so I am in the process of um launching round two of the mindset effect which I'm really excited about I've just taken about a month off because I really put my heart and soul into um the mindset effect and we just finished up an incredible um program with um a bunch of women so um, that's what's kind of going on for me at the moment is making it bigger and better and just taking on the feedback and, um, yeah, um, it's exciting. <laughs> I'm a little bit lost for words because yeah, we're in the creation phase for it. Um, if it does interest you, let me know or jump on the wait list, but, um, yeah, I'll that's get what the I'm link really from you and pop it in the bio for the wait list. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it really does resonate with my story because I think when you go into your personal development journey, it's just about starting and putting yourself in the space where you're getting that constant energy of like, you can do it. And here's how you can um, help your mind work for you rather than against you. Like it can be challenging enough. And so if your mind is consistently pulling you down, it just makes the journey so much more challenging and less enjoyable, to be honest. So like, it is mm. like, it's, it's so much more, it's just a, a personal development um, process and journey. So like, yeah, if you, if, 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 if it's something that you want to start out with, just start somewhere, start somewhere and, and take the pressure off going. Um, it has to be the right thing. I have to make sure I choose mm. the right thing. Just start somewhere and you'll be so surprised putting yourself in the energy of like-minded people and people leveling up and just, you could hear one thing and you're like, Oh my gosh, that's hit me. And it's just it's so surprising. I wish I did it sooner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's constantly something we hear, right? It's like, I wish I did this sooner. Why didn't I just start something like, and 
like, that's okay. That's so human of us. And I constantly say to my clients as well, when it comes to investing in yourself and into programs, we get attached to, or if I'm investing in this, I'm expecting to get X, Y, and Z. But when we do that, we're blocking ourselves off from receiving what is really needed for us at that time. And then we sabotage our own outcome. And then we maybe reinforce a narrative that, oh, programs don't work for me. (laughs) And yeah, I find like myself now going into programs, it's like, I'm not investing this and expecting the person I'm paying to give me something. I'm investing in this because I want to be in the energy. I want to be in the space. And I think once you notice and you put value on just how freaking potent that is and how grateful, you know, everybody should be to be in a space like that. Um, it's just life-changing. And so I like to remind people, you know, you're not just investing on the education, like deep down, you always really know, right. Um, you're investing for the support, for the energy that you're going to be around, which you couldn't be around in your current environment, which is why you are where you are. Mm. So the only way to up level is to change the energetic space you're in. And the quickest way to get there is to throw yourself into these programs like Brianna's Mindset Effect. So, and I say this with so much passion in my heart because I see so many people struggling and looking for freebies and all this kind of stuff. And I used to do the same thing. And, you know, where time is so precious on this earth, I really notice that more and more. And, you know, if you really want to live it the best way, stop making reasons as to why you can't invest and can't be in that space just yet because you have to wait till X, Y, and Z is sorted. Like when you throw yourself in, I really believe the universe fully supports you in all facets. So yeah, definitely. I'll pop that in the link um, for you guys to go on Brianna's wait list for her mindset effects. I remember a few of her women, cause I did a guest speaking thing in her program um, had absolutely incredible feedback about it and it did really change their lives. So if you're new to this space or you want to go deeper into the mindset stuff, then definitely head into Brianna's space for sure. Where, what is your uh, Instagram handle, Brianna? Uh, it's my name. So Brianna, okay. it's going to be the, the spelling <laughs> of the last name. <laughs> and even Brianna um, is spelled a little bit unusual. So it's B-R-I-A-N-A and then it's Saw Giovanni. So I'm not even going to go and spell that, but um, <laughs> Brianna Saw Giovanni. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. Perfect. Amazing. Beautiful. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure and I'm sure you've dropped so many gems. So thank you for your time and thank you for being here. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure.